Holy moly. You're never going to believe this, Jason Friday. You know what? I don't believe it, but what is it? Because I Have To podcast has been on officially Mm -hmm. at midnight tonight for one year. (gasps) We have completed 52 episodes. This is number 53. Wow. It's all about living your dreams because you have to. We've had so many amazing guests. Seriously. What do you say we do a little review of all the, I think this is going to be a feel good for the listener, but also for ourselves and the great work we've done. Absolutely. Truly, tis a feel good. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. After these messages. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Okay, well, first, let's start. How do you feel? How do you feel about committing and doing a podcast for one year? How do I feel? I feel... (laughs) As I cut you off, per (laughs) use... Um, I, I can't believe a year has gone by. Does it feel like a year? No way. What is it? October? No way. Yeah. No and then tomorrow, October way. 27th is when we first, we did our first episode, which was just you and I. You and I. That's crazy. It's setting up the podcast uh, and how we're, we're going to talk to each other, but also guests on on people who are living their biggest passions. We've met so many great people. Yeah, I thought we'd we kind of just, let's dive in and do a little, little summary of each guest that we had. Robin August. He's a wait. singer from Rival Tides. And here is what Robin had to say about being a storyteller. I feel like I'm just, I'm a storyteller. That's just, that's who I am. Even with the music, with the band, thank God they let me write the lyrics. And so I get to like tell a story, you know, with my films, I get to tell a story even when somebody, uh, a band comes to me with, for a music video, they're like, here's the song. This is what it's about. We don't care. It doesn't have to correlate. And he ended up, uh, he put out a movie right after yep. this called Party With Me, which you can find on everywhere where you can rent a movie like Netflix, Amazon. Yeah. And it's and it's fantastic. Yeah, it really He also is. just got uh, hired to direct a movie. Which one was that? I don't know the name of it, or at least if he mentioned it to us, I don't remember it. But I think that's that's a successful step in his directorial direction. But he's also going to be, um, isn't he going to be doing the next movie he wrote, some horror film? Yeah, Cupcake. Cupcake. Right. Yeah. Keep it going, Robino. You a badass. We had second generation sommelier and restaurateur from Chicago, Philippe Andre. Here's what he had to say about champagne. I, I think champagne is such a, a great ambassador for wine in general, in many ways, where it kind of brings people together and it, it creates a conversation. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the region and the wines that we create that really compelled me uh, right from the beginning. And he is killing it. He was just on the cover of Wine Enthusiast. Yeah, 40 under 40. 40 under 40. 40. Yeah. And he is just, he works for Charles Heidsick. That's right. The Champagne. And <laughs> we're just we're just proud that I actually um, right. know how to pronounce it this time. But also, we learned in that interview that champagne is wine. Amen. Who it is right. Who who, who decides? <laughs> who decides? Okay. So then, our next guest we had actress, writer, producer Jamie Andrews on, and this is what she says about her craft. The collaboration, like in rehearsal or or even just discussing things with my producers or our director, it's so exciting to bring something to life where there was nothing. And and it's just the most free and fun in the right circumstances that, that you can feel. And you can just hear in her voice how into it she is. And she wrote a script called Division 
And she ended up financing it and producing it. And they filmed it this past year. And it's coming out very soon. I know that they sent it off to a bunch of festivals. And right. I can't wait to see what I, I haven't. I saw a tiny, tiny clip of it. Uh, and I'm actually uh, my voice is in it. Oh, and because I have to <laughs> because I have to theme song. Yeah. I was going to say, what about what about the main part? <laughs> because I have to theme song is going to be a part of the ending and credits, which means that I need to pull that song up and we're going to play it again. That's right. <laughs> and this is a song. That I, I did a little melody line on the piano and then gave to your brother, Sean. Mm-hmm. And then he created this. It's got a little Moby twist coming up, even oh, though it's yeah. not Moby at all. Casey's listening. that that's the because i have to theme song written by this one right here julie it's slater head, it's a head on friday yeah so i was so proud just to have that for our show because i have to now it's going to be in the movie division that's pretty exciting stuff very exciting you're a beast and so is shanice shanice yeah, okay still, what's happening with having your brother your brother on the podcast <laughs> No kidding. Going on tour with Dead Sarah. We got to get him on the podcast. Let's make that happen. That's going to be season two. Uh, Season two. All right. Then we had Brianna Gross. She went from pre med to GM, trusting the unknown. Here's some advice from her just go do the thing. Just go try. Who cares if you fail? You always learn from it when you trust the unknown. And now I'm almost on the flip side, I'm almost addicted to it. Like I'm searching out the unknown. Yeah, she's addicted to crushing it. Uh, she has addiction. She has addiction. <laughs> she has addiction to positivity. I think she was literally in like a happy course or something. But she <laughs> right, is living right. in Hawaii and really living her best life. She's doing real, real well. And I'm going to ignore the echoing that's happening with you. Let's just keep moving forward. And talk about crushing it. Mary Lou, hypnotherapy badass. Here's a, a little story from her. Oh, you know what's cool about this one? She was huh. our um, first guest of the new year. So I'll play this whole little clip here. Well, Heidi Ho, we made it to a new year. Happy New Year. And that means it's time for a new podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to podcast where living your dream is the only option. We're up to, I believe, episode 11. Wow. Has it really been 11? Time flies. It sure do. Especially when it was such a great year. Oh, my God. The best year yet. We have our next guest, which is Mary Lou Rodriguez, who is a passionate, badass hypnotherapist committed to healing our world one client at a time. I understand how to have somebody really step into who it is that they're being called to be, to get over their fears, to get over their doubt, to get over whatever it is that's holding them back and helping them step into courage, helping them step into the person that they're meant to be while they're here. She is, she has, talk about a transformation. Uh, For two years ago, her life is completely different. She now is, she's been a hypnotherapist. She has a membership program called the Unstoppable Mind Membership, which you can join. I'm a part of. And Mm -hmm. she gives you a monthly hypnosis and encourages you. She also teaches people how to become hypnotherapists. It's called HypnoThrive. She's also writing a book. She is. She's a good friend. And um, we got to meet her in Portland this past year. And it was yeah. fantastic. She, she is so inspiring. So let me tell you, if you want to go back to that podcast, that's podcast 11. 11 Guess who it was is. podcast number 12? I know. His initials are ML, and it's not Mary Lou. <laughs> oh, interesting. They were back to back. Mary I Lou know. and Michael Lord, composer, multi-instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's go to a clip, Jason. All right. I'll tell you what my basic thought was, is that I really love music. And I really just wanted to do music. 
by the time I got to about 15 years old, I was taking lessons from a guy named Dr. Paul Pittman here in the San Fernando Valley. He had a PhD in uh, classical music performance. And, you know, he had a nice house in Encino and he had this space built up above his garage and he had this beautiful Steinway piano in there. And this is where he taught. And I was like, you know what? If I could just even do this, that would be fantastic. <laughs> you know what's funny? That, it reminds me of like, him seeing Fonzie. I don't know if you remember the show Happy Days. Sure. Fonzie lived above the garage. He's like, that's all I want. If I can teach music and be Fonzie and live above the garage, that's all I need. Meanwhile, he's like this composer and yeah. now he's got all these successful, uh, he does music for film, but also game shows. It's out of control. I, the Wall is one of them. Yeah, he's he's a beast. I mean, everybody on this freaking podcast is a beast. That's why we have them. They're so unique, so special in their way, and yet they share so many similarities. It's crazy to me. I know, right? Yeah. Then we had Megan Peasley. She is a um, scientist. She was she was studying. Uh, she worked on diabetes, and she had a an Instagram called Blood Sugar Mama, helping mothers, people who want to have children who are also diabetic. Let's see how she got into all that. Going through the process of having kids while being a type 1 diabetic was just incredibly hard. And I really sought out, while I was pregnant, other moms who had gone through similar experiences. And I tried to find birth stories and things like that to help prepare myself for the experience of giving birth. And I struggled to find those stories. I struggled to find the community that I was looking for. And so what's cool is she struggled to find those stories, so she created her own Blood Sugar Mama. But it gets even better. So she was also a scientist. Now she has become a birth doula. <laughs> birth medulla oblongata. There's more great echo. I feel like we're being visited by ghosts. But anyway, back to my story, which I just found out there are also death doulas, which I'm very interested in. But she is a birth doula now. We could have her back on the show to tell us, like, now she's transformed into a birth doula. Right. What's, um, what is the other term? What's the AKA for a birth doula? She's not. A midwife. She's not a midwife. Okay. A doula is a professional trained in childbirth who provides emotional, physical, and educational support where a um, midwife, uh, I think, has more medical experience with birthing. But it, I think it could be after. We'll have to have her on. I actually don't know exactly uh, all the details about it, but it sounds to me like it could be similar to a midwife, but I feel like a midwife has a little more of a medical where she's more emotional right, and educational. Okay. Okay. And there's so much needed. There's a lot of women who, after they have babies, they're kind of like tossed aside, like, okay, go raise that kid. And no one, you know, really helps them right. with right the emotional impact of having a child and, and the physical, you know, the emotions of the physical changes in your body and all that. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That really uh, now, is. We, now we turn to Kraz. He hosts a vinyl and vino show. And every Sunday he cranks out a show where each separate track is coming off of vinyl besides vacation. He vacations now like 80 <laughs> times a year, but he yeah. also plays the jams. Let's see what we got here. What brought me to radio, and it's my passion, is chasing the segue. Now, the segue is that, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's invisible. It's something that makes you feel good. The best example I can give you is remember when you were about 17 or 18, you're driving down the road in your mom or dad's car. You got the radio blaring. A great song comes on the radio and you slap the steering wheel, right? Remember? Yeah. You slap the steering wheel. What caused that was not the song. It was how you got to the song. That bridge, the segue. He is obsessed with the segue. And he literally, yeah. he does, I think it's a three or four hour show. He practices the segues before the show because he's doing it live off of turntables. He's not, he's doing real turntables, like vinyl. He's not doing yeah. like, like DJ in a club, like chugga, 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 chugga. No, it's, it's like right in front of him. It's, it's he, fantastic. Yeah. 
It really is. It really is. It's it's unique and it's special, and I think that's what makes the show so freaking rad. Because how many people do we know that does that? Right? Like, no, I don't know anybody that does right. something like that. And that's why Pretty we had cool. him on the program because he's so passionate about it. Passion. All right. The next guest uh, coming from Detroit, right? Isn't he from Detroit, Christoph? That's right. You better say it correctly, though. Not Detroit. It's Detroit. Detroit. I'm just oh, kidding. Right. Remember, he, remember he brought right. that? <laughs> so he was born with a rare form of dwarfism and succeeded against all the odds. And and he has a podcast himself called I'm Kind of a Big Deal, right? Yeah. Uh, let's hear a clip from him. But when I shared my show with some of my friends, I saw that they experienced the same thing that I did. And their stories are so unique and crazy and amazing and full of success and struggle and everything. And I said, this is what I need to do. I need to showcase other people. So he has a successful podcast, but also I've noticed that he's been a guest on like everybody's podcast. He's really getting out there. And he's also an actor and a drummer. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. He's done it all. And then we turn to Cynthia D, Cynthia Spillman, who was a DJ, one of DJ friends of mine at 100.3 The Sound. She is an abstract painter. Let's listen to her. All right, Cynthia. um, Yes. We should play that clip right now. I I was just about to say that. What? Oh, is it right here? (laughs) (laughs) The voice message that you left us when we first started the podcast. Oh, then I said, yeah, okay, yeah, let's listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Jules, <laughs> this is so fun. I can't wait to listen to your and Jason's podcast, and you should interview me because I am seriously living my Dharma, baby. And I had to nearly give up a left arm for it. <laughs> Mwah. Yeah, just that. What did you think it was? <laughs> yeah, I have had no, with knowing you, it was who the knows? secret recording we have of you. I, I, I had to cut off an arm and a leg, so but I'm living arm. my dream, baby, is exactly. what you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just to remind people, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash because I have to. Who knows? Maybe you'll be our next guest. So tell us, well, what is your dharma? And I guess, how'd you get there? Oh, yes. my gosh. That's a huge question. I thought you were going to make it really <laughs> <laughs> Like what happened in, you know, like on to that Tuesday. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so here's what happened. So I'm a painter as the, as, as Julie's wonderful, um, by a little, uh, abridged bio said. So I've been an artist my whole life. And as Ms. Slater mentioned, um, I have been leading these things called enlightenment intensives where they're, they're deep inquiry. Uh, retreats. They're not really. A re- they're not really a retreat. Uh, you know, intensive is really a, a, an accurate word. But it's a four-day. Um, let's. We'll I'll just call it retreat for these purposes of of inquiring into the nature of yourself or life or other or love. That's like one part of my walk in life. The other part of my walk in life is that I was I was born an artist. And um, in let's see, my son was born in two thousand and two. And I packed up my studio in Venice at that point when I was pregnant because, you know, I was using. Were you a painter then? I was a painter then. When you say artist, painter, yeah. A painter, yeah. I had graduated from art school in 2001. And oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a studio in Venice. I had a, a garage that was a, a studio conversion and it was amazing little space. And, and then I had to pack it up when I was pregnant. I decided to pack it up. I chose to do that. And then what ended up happening was I didn't paint for 10 years. You know, I was so happy being a mother and truly being a mother became my dharma. I mean, I was, I was absolutely, it was my purpose. It still is my purpose. You know, it still is very dharmic for me. So she, in review, uh, she led these intensives, which helped people get to know themselves better. She also was an artist, but then she found her dharma was really being a mom. But now she's dipping back into being an artist and she has these yes. beautiful paintings. I'm so happy she did because, like you said, her paintings are freaking so cool and unique. And I love like listening back to her because her energy is so I know. great. <laughs> and she left that voice me. message. It was so great. I know. She's like, Jules. <laughs> and she like starts laughing. <laughs> like, she was just totally into it. I love it. We also had my two brothers on uh, who are chefs, Mark and Paul Gross. And I asked them how they got into it all. 
Is there a certain point in your life that you realize cooking was your passion and and is cooking alone or is it, you know, is it the whole thing running a restaurant and all that? Is there a certain time in life you figured it all out? Yeah, I will first. For me, it was when I was like five years old and I said, you know, someone makes you a sandwich and says, oh, I was OK. But when I figured out I could make it better than the other person and, you know, put some care into it, some thought, maybe the tomatoes are a little better. Maybe I was a little older than five, but I figured this is pretty cool, right? And when I was in grade school, fifth and sixth grade, you know, we couldn't afford to pay 50 cents to get a hot lunch every day, right? So we always had a brown baguette for whatever reason. So I, I would work with the, the older ladies and everything was handmade back then. Handmade bread, pastas, they make these dishes and uh, I would work for my lunch and get a free lunch. I'd help them a little bit, you know? So it's always in my Oh, head. I never knew that. Yeah, that was grade school. Wow, that is so cool, yeah. Yeah, and, wow. and, you know, they have the food What about nowadays. you, Paul? Yeah, same thing. When I was young, too, starting out in this business, it came real easy to me. And that's, I mean, first, of course, you're going to like it because it's easy for you, right? You're enjoying it. If you struggle at something, you're not going to enjoy it. So to excel early at a young age made me uh, believe that I wanted to do it. Yeah. So there you have it. They both, it came easy to them. Right. And they just both ended up... Uh, running their own restaurants. Mark has one in Evanston, Illinois, right outside of Chicago and... called Ocean Eek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Space for a minute. I confuse the two sometimes. Ocean Eek. Yeah. And then Paul has one in downtown Detroit called Cuisine. Yeah. He co-owns with my brother, Rick. They are both incredible. So whenever you're there, please, as yeah. we said before, stop oh. by. And since then, Paul is also now a full-time uh, culinary instructor. Oh, right. But he's also still running that restaurant, which is pretty, pretty awesome. OK, let's turn our um, thoughts over to Pete Godwin, who Petey. basically travels, does some woodworking. And he had advice for the one thing that you should do in life. Meet as many different people during your limited time on Earth as you can. Even the ones that seem like at first impression that they're flaky or whatever. Give it a chance and do it again and meet someone else. And every encounter, and this is what I try to do, make every single encounter with another human being be more than just a transaction. That that was like the one of the deepest things I've heard. And I, it was totally unexpected. I didn't know what to, because Pete can be a little wild and crazy. Yeah. That was, that was super, like, that's what life is all about. Life is about connecting with people, every single person you come in contact with. Maybe you meet somebody on the street and they're almost in tears because they had a bad day, but you could have a connection with them that pulls them out of it or something. No, <laughs> seriously. It's so, oh God, you're not kidding. Hearing, I love hearing these clips because it really just, it takes me back to the time and it makes you look at it again of what we were talking about. Ah, oh, man. Okay. I know. It makes me feel really proud of if, all seriously, the no, interviews right. that we've done and the guests yeah. that we wrangled. Uh, our next, Our next guest is actually one of our other guests, husband. Uh, Jamie Andrews' husband, Kurt Bonham, he's an actor, musician, juggler, and he has gone real deep with audiobook narration. Uh, here he talks about his passions. So I auditioned for Cinderella and I got in the chorus. And it's a very distinct memory. Opening night, curtain call, going out and the chorus members are always first in this big line. And we go and we take our bow and the audience is applauding and cheering. And that was it. I was like, you were suckered in. Oh, I'm like, this is what I want to do. And literally from that moment on, I have been performing in some way pretty much nonstop my entire life. Isn't that wild? He got he got the call from the applause. <sighs> hey, I know I that, that feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. I probably could say the same thing as a kid. I got it. And then I was like, oh, gosh, I love this. <laughs> Only I ventured into music, but whatever, still the arts. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at the next episode. I just see Julian Jason, Only Crime. <laughs> I, I got to play this promo. I don't know why I have this in the stack. Let's see what this says, but I must have this for a reason. Hello? <laughs> I have to say, um, if you're listening to us right now, oh, right. now we are in a bunker because our neighborhood is under siege. Apparently, according to Citizen, which is a real app with real crime, someone was stabbed and killed about 0.4 miles away, which is right where we were about to go on a walk. And helicopters are circling, and we don't know what's going on. Jason, are you all right? I am 
slightly frightened. We both just went outside because we had to take our dog out. (laughs) And like literally, I was like watching the stairway, stairwell, to make sure that no one was like scurrying in there. Is this helping you find your dharma? (laughs) (laughs) What does this have to do with finding your dharma? (laughs) It's coming up. I just thought that was a good clip that showed that we still went on with the podcast, even though we were under siege. Under siege. Under siege. I mean, we were kind of laughing during that because we didn't really know what was going on, but someone did die and it it was very terrible. Yeah. And I really, I think of that man often and it it was really sad and it's a really sad state of affairs of what's happening with the homeless population and homeless people not getting help but also needing right. mental help and that a lot a of real... stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's turn to something brighter. Uh, we also <laughs> had the King of News, host of NPR's All Things Considered on 89.3 KPCC, Nick Roman. And I believe he talks about getting his bug for news. And so in the back of my head was always this little voice that said, you have a chance now, Nick, to do what you like to do. So go do it. And dec- and and that's what I would tell my students, you know, like if you walk away from radio and if you say, I'm not good enough to do this, I'm going to go do something else. That's actually kind of a smart decision. It's a grown up decision. But if you believe that you can do it and you think you have the skills and you just don't have, you know, um, and you quit because you didn't try hard yeah. enough, that's a that's not good. So I was just I thought I'm going to take one shot and I'm going to do this and I'm not going to leave Southern California. I know this is so arrogant. I'm not going to leave Southern California. I'm going to do it this way. This is how I am going to do it. And wow. I actually did that. Yeah, he succeeded because he loved what he did and he knew he was really good at it. He right. will, to me, he will never retire. He will do news till till his dying. I was going to say he's he's one of those lifers that if if you're waiting for a job, you're going to have to wait a long. Yeah, that's time. a problem because I work at KPCC, <laughs> so afternoons is never going to be available because right. Nick Rowan is going to work there that's forever. True. That's true. Oh, and it was during the Nick Roman recording when we had all those issues where I almost lost my mind and we thought we lost the whole recording. And then I found out that the entire time you thought you were muting yourself. Right. (laughs) And you kept coughing, but you kept coughing all over the whole interview. And then I remember I got a clip of it. It sounded a little something like this. Oh, yeah, burping, too. (laughs) So imagine, everybody, we're doing an interview, and this is what he's doing because he thinks he's muting himself. I'm playing it again. (laughs) That was a burp right there. So how do you enjoy doing news? Oh, is that true? Oh, wow. When was the first time? Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, wait, I have another clip here. I don't know what this one is. Um, it just says you talking. Wait. But they do have to hop on better uh, intercom system between trying to get me out of story and you keep but they do have a we had to hot rod and then this is just labeled wtf is this what the fuck is this and it's pretty neat to be like she said she was the first oh, person in her family to graduate to be very silent but there's like a monster behind here listen and it's pretty neat to be like she said she was the first person in her family to graduate yeah do I have to wait? Hold on. Let me see if it'll be better if I oh my God. do some processing on this. Okay, really listen for some weird sounds while I'm talking in the beginning. That's pretty neat to be like she said she was the first person in her family to graduate. Freaking Friday the 13th monster coming at me. That's pretty neat to be like she said she was the first person in her family to graduate. That's what I deal with people. I'm editing yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my god it's terrible i'm so sorry i you know hey <laughs> i i push mute and it didn't mute uh okay jesus 
<laughs> Laura, my sister Laura thinks this is the best part of the whole podcast. I know. <laughs> Laura loves this shit. Oh my God. So wait, were we using Riverside then or, or Zencaster? Yeah, that was Riverside, which we used. We've been using Zencaster this, uh, to record the podcast. And we, yeah. went back to Zen, we went back to Riverside just today so that I could play all these clips because it was easier. But I don't know why we even trust Riverside ever again. Oh my God, I'm so scared because I've muted it and I've done that. To where I had to clear my throat and dr- or drink some water uh, or something. Oh boy! <laughs> I know. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> uh, speaking of death, uh, we also had death class Mary. She um, is a I want to call her a meditation artist. She hosts uh, meditation and Dharma. Uh, courses and classes. And I also took a class with her, which was kind of, I called it our death class, where you spent a year of your life uh, acting as if you you only had a year left to live. So you wrapped up a lot of things and, and really dug deep into your soul. Uh, but here's death class, Mary. Because I get caught up in my, my, the habits of mind, the way I think of, you know, the, my really small view, I think I talk about having a pea brain. My brain is the size of a pea and that's my whole focus. Where, where there's this entire universe outside of that P, but I'm just focused on it should be like this and it's supposed to be and I'm supposed to be and you're supposed to, la, la, la. and it never matches. And that's what's so frustrating too. You're pushing against this impossible goal or idea. And instead of like, you know, let go of what I think it's supposed to be like, shoulds and coulds and those types of things. And, and then exactly come back. What's actually What's really happening? What is my experience? Yeah. I think, I oh, I hate that. And I'm like, well, do I actually hate that? Or do I just think I hate that? That was a, a, a big thing for me is realizing, like she was saying, you get so attached with the outcome of something oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. you ruin the experience sometimes. But also, if you just allow yourself to be open, things don't always happen the way you think. But perhaps they are happening exactly as they should. Right. So that was some deep death class Mary chatter. Super deep. And also, maybe she was also aiming that towards the Dodgers because after this oh, yeah. conversation, the Dodgers went downhill. Right. She's like the most peaceful person in the world fighting for social justice. She goes to Dodger games and roots against them. Yeah. yeah. That was very disturbing. Mary? Very. Very, Mary. Okay, then we had Woody from The Woody Show on Alt 98.7 in L.A., but he's also on like 1,700 other stations around the country. (laughs) He ended up, we did a two-parter with him, episodes 28 and 29. He ended up being our most listened to podcast. We should send him a prize pack. Uh, I think we're going to get on that. So, Woody, if you're listening, prize pack is coming your way. But this was his big goal in life. Talk about releasing the outcome. But my only goal, and it was still my only goal for the longest time, was like, I just wanted to make a living at it. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And it wasn't specific. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a morning DJ or what. It had nothing to do with that. It was just I wanted to be on the radio and I wanted that to be the job that I had. And there you have it. He's like became one. Of, he's probably one of the most successful broadcasters. Uh, in the world. Qu- quite literally. No, yeah. seriously. Yeah. It's insane. If you I mean, haven't besides, listened to that, besides how much money have, he's yeah. making, like millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. He also just he's living the dream. He he has been fired more times than anybody, but he kept on going yep. and he kept believing himself. And a lot of people were trying to put rules on him. And it wasn't, I think he said it wasn't until he was like, you know what? Nope. I'm not listening to anybody. I'm not following any rules. Kind of it's me. Is it, is that the saying me or the highway? Um, (laughs) My way or the highway. (laughs) My way or the highway. Uh, And then that's when everything lit up for him because he just, he was like, I'm not taking anything from anybody. Nobody knows this world of radio better than me. And he kind of like he was going to go down, you know, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail because of me, yeah. not because of some idiot told me, oh, you should put this person on your show or you should stop talking about that. No, he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to do what I want. So he is a badass. He truly is. If, if his ship's going down, it's because he brought it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then 
our next guest was Steve Stone, the voice of everything. And it just so happened that Woody, Steve Stone, and I all worked together in New York. But uh, Steve Stone given us some great life advice. Do you want to do something? Well, then do it and, and, and try because because life is short and, uh, you know, it can be pretty boring sometimes. So let's do something fun. Right. Even yeah. if it's not again, even if it's not something that's paying the bills, do something that makes you fulfilled in some creative way. Find your joy. Beautiful. Thank you, Steve Stone. No, Thank seriously, he couldn't Stone. have said that better. Then we turn to uh, another Rival Tides member, Spencer Spencer Kent, who is the lover of all things. He loves traveling, food, music, arts, sports, and I think this is a funny clip. Part of the reason that that I'm like this, I feel, is I, I suppose you would call me agnostic, atheist, whatever. I just I really don't believe in like like an afterlife, and so I feel like the purpose of life is to just enjoy as much as possible, like really, really just like figuratively and literally eat up everything you can that this planet has to offer. Isn't that funny, though? His his motivation is there's nothing after this. But (laughs) he does have a point no matter what you believe in. Very true. All you've got is this moment because we don't know what's next. That's right. So live this moment and, and eat and drink and enjoy. I mean, he he also exercises a lot, which I'm very inspired by. Quite a bit, Quite and, a bit. and that's why that's we should have played, played this magic moment. <laughs> and then we have Meg Rob, solo traveler, who, by the way, is still traveling. How many months later is it? She's five. five? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's hear some of her life advice. Like, I wish that everybody would do, like, something like that. Because it's like, I feel like a lot of people, they're so scared. Like, they have so much fear around doing things alone. So they don't do it. They don't get that experience. And then we asked her if she had any advice for other people. And there's some great music behind this one. I guess, like, I'd want them to just go for it. Like, don't let fear stop them. I think what this, I feel like this is written everywhere, but the there's no living in comfort zones like there's no growth in comfort zones like I just hope that whenever they feel stuck there they know there's an option and even if it's scary and there's fear you can do it like you got this and there's support around you and I guess like I I would be that support but I just hope they go for it She's so cute. That's right. That's right. Um, Jamie Andrews returned to the podcast to tell us how it feels to go for it because she produced her own film. Let's see what she's got to say here. Don't wait. We all feel like we have so much there are time. things we want to try and things we want to do. Don't wait. I used to say, I think I used to say it to you, Julie, like the difference between us and the people doing it is they're doing it. You just have to do it. And it's I mean, it's one of the themes in my movie. Like, why is it so hard to make the most of yourself to fulfill your promise? And I think that's like the human dilemma. Yeah. You just got to do it one foot in front of the other. Uh, We also had celebrity makeup artist Patrick de Frombrun. And he wants you to just say yes. So here's how he got to where he is. Yes, I think I have been lucky enough to run into my dharma and and just... Just go with it and go for it. And my my career, my life was just a series of coincidences that took me where I am at today. And I always say it's because I was stupid enough to say, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sure, yeah, I'll do it. You know, and I just... Sure, yeah, I'll do it. That's sure, yeah. Yes, man, in a positive way, because look at him. I mean, holy Toledo, he has done so many things. He's met so many incredible people. Yeah, Beautiful. pretty cool. Yeah. And then episode 38, we had personal power coach, hypnotherapist, personal trainer, Ashrita Tawari. And here's her life advice. To know that you're you're enough, just the way that you are, and... That it's your responsibility for the world and the people around you to learn that and to get out of your own way so that you can really help the people around you. And that the world, you know, one thing that my our coach always says, right, Jim Fortin, is that the world needs you. The world needs you to get out of your own way so that we can really help more people. Is that weird how we get in our own way most of the time? We stop ours. We self-sabotage a lot of times. When the other people, we could do something cool that inspires someone else and then they inspire someone else. Dominoes. <laughs> it's a doggone domino effect. I tell you, it is though. You're right. 
Yeah. Unintentionally or not, you're doing it. That's right. Then we had radio DJ, Howard Stern, button pusher, <laughs> news anchor, and newly sober person, Ashok Bala. Ashok and I worked together at 92.3 K-Rock, the flagship station for Howard Stern. And we're going to relive some of those fantastic moments, like when Ashok and I were on stage at our annual K-Rock Dysfunctional Family Picnic, making a band announcement. Julie had a megaphone. She wanted to do like Scott Weiland style, you know, screaming square words into the megaphone, into the microphone. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do weed jokes because we're introducing Cypress Hill. And on stage in front of a giant bong, like a hundred foot tall bong. So Julie's like, what's up, you motherfuckers? <laughs> and I grabbed the mic. I don't remember if we had one mic or two mics. And I go, who here is high? Anyone got a blunt? <laughs> that was a shoke. Bala. <laughs> Those were such fun times uh, oh my God. The, working so, at K-Rock in New York after Howard Stern. It was so fun. So many great shows. We got to hang out with so many. We had, we had some K-Rockers on the program. It was good stuff. Oh, which leads us to uh, uh, the next guest. Andre Gardner also worked at K-Rock. He's a music maniac, classic rock DJ, Beatle fanatic, and he tells us how it all got started. Who wouldn't want to be excited being in this business, for Christ's sake? I was a kid, eight years old. I turn on this little transistor we had in our house and I hear the voice of my brother Bill coming out over the radio. And it was like the coolest thing. I could take him anywhere with me to the pool, to school, hang out with my friends. And I really, really, really got into it. Uh, So much so that he invited me, as I mentioned in my bio, to his station one day, which was WIBG. And I was there five seconds and I knew this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. How fortunate is that to know immediately that that's what you want? That's no joke. Yeah. Um, Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew what I wanted, but, but that, you know, changed over the years. Yeah. That was always a beautiful thing. Just being with me. That's right. Uh, Episode 43 was (laughs) Travis York, strange gent, candle maker. He has totally found a voice. I love his candles. You got to go to his website, Strange oh God, yeah. Candles. But here he talks about it. You know, in a lot of ways, you have to find your voice, like in anything, like with your music and your For acting, sure. or who are you? Or like even as a yeah. radio DJ, like what is your angle? And I knew that this was, you know, what was important to me as sort of a storyteller or a creator. And, and I tried to put that onto my candles, you know, as opposed to something just really broad and generic which you know may make me a niche thing yeah. but that's okay you know i mean it niches can be very successful so he found his voice through candle making and he's a storyteller through his candles he really is if you go to his website it's a it's a great vibe and it's so creative and, very, and i really dig it yeah i love it very very unique and its own thing he he found something solid then we have linda james aka congo linda I believe this is part of a promo. We'll, we'll see what, what we got into with her. Linda, what is the big advice if someone's doing, they're in a career they've been doing for a long time, and they're like, gosh, I just want to do something totally different. I'm going to quit this and go do blah, blah, blah. What's your biggest advice for that? That dear soul listening who wants to do a life change. I think you, you, you listen to that, that desire to do a life change and start working toward it. I mean, it's, it's really kind of as simple as that. And that's, that's literally what I felt I did. I, and it's just interesting how it's just clicked. Every step that I've taken has been in the direction that I'm going. And so that's just, that affirms that, you know, the choices that I've made are, are right. And I was strategic about it. I feel like at some level. So I didn't just drop everything and think, okay, I want to make a change. I was already headed down a path and I've had tremendous support from family and friends. Um, I love right there. She's like, I mean, they looked at me a little cross-eyed, but uh, (laughs) yeah, she she moved to the Congo. She's not living in the Congo at the moment, right? but she might be returning. She did just finish, I believe, she was working on her master's in uh, public health or disease or something, but um. Do you remember what it is? I think it is uh, disease and public health is, is what it is. Um, and she just finished. She finally completed her the- thesis. So now she's got the master's and, 
And now she's ready to take the next step. But uh, we're going to see where that we'll have to have her back on when she's, you know, wherever she lands from here, because it's going to be super interesting. Oh, my God. Exactly. Then we had your cousin, Sir Hudson Charles. At the time, he was six and three quarters years old. (laughs) And he was the cutest thing in the world. He is definitely a risk taker. And we asked him, you know, what advice he gives other people to really go for it. So you tend to do things that scare you. How do you deal with something when you feel scared, but you want to do it? What do you tell yourself? That I can do this. That's and they right. turn me on. Oh, that's great. There you, got you a, go. You've that got a great awesome. support system. You have a nice yeah. little family structure, some good friends telling you you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You like to fish. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me play that again. You like the fish. Is that right? <laughs> oh my god. That is too funny. You like the fish. Is that right? <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that was Sir Hudson Charles. Um then we uh actually went on a bit of a vacation. <laughs> we went to Portland and it was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Um, our next guest was Whalebone Winery. Um, we had Amanda and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that in there just because it's funny. It's too uh, good, we had Amanda yeah. and Jake. Uh, we asked, you know, especially to Amanda, you know, how does she want to make people when they leave Whalebone Winery? How does she want them to feel? I want that feeling of home. I want people to walk in there and feel like even if it's their first time that they've been there, they feel comfortable. They feel like they could kick their shoes off and just be themselves. We don't want people to feel like they have to be a certain way to be there. So I mean, if you want to come in your sweatpants, if you want to come in diamonds you come on up but we want everybody to feel like this is the most comfortable and relaxing place we've been and if you if you've ever if you've never been to paso um make a trip there you got to go to whalebone winery it's one of our favorite wines if you love a great deep red uh, cabernet they also have uh some red blends it's the place to go. I mean, just listen to that. You know, kick, take your shoes off in sweatpants, kick them up on the deck, whatever. Uh, they're really, it's home there. And then when you drink their wine, you have an out-of-body experience. That's right. And then uh, episode 52 was radio personality for Sirius XM, former KROQ LA <laughs> DJ, uh, voice artist and writer, Kat Corbett. I have so many great clips from her. I'm not sure which one to play right here, but let's give a listen. If you're trying to do something creative, it, it's kind of bonkers, right? Like you are, you're, you're yeah. pursuing something that is seen by most people as a fool's errand. So not only yeah. are you, do you have to fight through the negative voices outside, you have to fight against the negative voices in your own head. That was pretty good, but I'm going to go right to this next clip. And again, I feel like writing is a, is a compulsion. It's, you know, your pocket because I have to. It's like I can't not do it. Some way right. I'm, I'm writing. I'm like making up shit somehow. I do not know how not to do it. Right. Right. I don't know. It is. It's like it is a compulsion. That's what I call it because I just have to. That's why yeah. we named our podcast. That's, yeah, exactly. Know. That's going to be a great clip to pull for promotion. That is. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. She said it. She has to write because she has to. Yeah. And that's what our podcast is all about. There are things in life you can't not do. Right. You know what I mean? I do. So go do it. Don't let anything stop you. You know, I know some people, they're like, I can't, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what to do with myself. And it's like, why don't you just try something? Try Take a class. It yeah. could be a one-off, you know, take a pottery class, a writing class, a painting class. Maybe you want to learn kickboxing. You have no idea. It doesn't, you know, necessarily even have to be the thing that you're making or living, but who knows? It could end up being that. But find something that gives you that spark, that like, oh, I love doing this. It makes me feel so good to do this. Amen. You just got to start. 
just got to start. All this, gosh, all the great advice. And and you could just hear the passion in each one of our guests. And it's really, it's just been a thrill to host this podcast. Absolutely. And it's been a thrill and a and an absolute pleasure for me to be uh, by your side as your skipper. Yeah. As your skipper. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody. Thank you, skipper. You're welcome, Captain. <laughs> and I will say, if you ever, you know, Hosting a podcast, there's a lot of life lessons. It's a life lesson in commitment. Um, it also is in time management, a life lesson for time management. And I mean, how great is it to host a podcast about people living their truest passions? We just get to be a part of that and, and yeah. inspire others to live their passions. So we're so grateful for, for you for listening. And really, it's an honor for us to be in those speakers, in your earbuds, uh, any moment you come to listen to this podcast, we, we really appreciate it. And we thank you so much. 100% from the bottom of our hearts. Seriously, that is so true. Thank you. We love you. We do love you. I can't, still can't believe it's been a year. What in the mother F? I know. It's crazy. I can't even believe it. So yeah, to end this off, in the words of Tom Cruise from Risky Business, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? <laughs> because seriously, you do. You just got to say, fuck that. Let's do this. What is, uh, how about Shawshank Redemption, which we just watched oh, part of geez. it for the 18,000th time. The, what are you going to do? You you better start living or you're going to start dying? Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should have the real quote. Yeah. Oh, you better get busy living. Or you're going to get busy dying? Am I closer? Yeah, that That's is, right. Uh, I remember, oh uh, you know, it's funny. My dad, Gene, uh, I remember one time saying to him, well, even about old age. Yeah. You know, if you feel bad about old age, he would say, I mean, there's only one other alternative to growing old. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gene, man, you said it right. <laughs> so get busy living or you're going to get busy dying, friend. Yeah. True to that. Well, that is episode 53, a year in review of the Cuz I Have To podcast. Please leave us a great review. Thank you. And welcome to season two. Boom. Mic drop. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Share it with your friends on your socials and also leave us a great iTunes review. Just Google Cuz I Have To podcast iTunes. Go to the bottom of the page and there's your review section. Make it good, will ya? Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cuz I Have To podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash cause I have to. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time. <laughs>